you're listening to Shenanigans, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Shenanigans podcast. I'm your host, Shane. And for those of you who've been part of the Shenanigans journey so far through episodes one to six, uh, welcome back and uh, thank you for your contributions and listening once again. Uh, For those of you who are fresh to the podcast, whether you are listening through Apple, Google or Spotify or any other acceptable uh, podcast provider, uh, or whether you're watching through YouTube, which is our new medium, uh, welcome to the podcast. And yes, those intrepid listeners who were part of the earlier podcast episodes, uh, we are now on YouTube as well. So uh, very exciting times ahead. Uh, Something I've been wanting to do for such a long time, um, even before the podcast had started. Um, And yeah, I guess it's just time to do it. So, uh, for those who have been paying attention up until uh, this episode from the last uh, installments, uh, we are now at January 2021, and that has been quite a few months since my last episode. I think it was August uh, 2020 that I think we last did an episode. So, uh, it's, yeah, been quite a while. Uh, I didn't mean to take such a break. It's just life kind of got in the way. Um, Some okay parts, some pretty good parts, and... Uh, some parts that were definitely not good and we will go through all of it. Um, I think it's, um, one of those things, uh, it's always good to talk about bad stuff when it happens. Um, obviously within reason and when the person feels comfortable. Uh, but yeah, I'll definitely be talking about some of the, uh, the less, uh, awesome aspects of 2020. So, um, hitch a ride on the, on the wagon this episode, uh, and stay tuned cause, uh, yeah, we're going to go through it all. But uh, the first uh, thing I'll note um, for those that have been, yeah, again, watching or listening to the podcast beforehand, um, you may notice that uh, I look a little bit different to the logo that I use for the podcast. Um, I am now a blonde or at least um, a part blonde because there's definitely some regrowth coming back and you'll be able to see that via the uh, the YouTube video, obviously. Uh, so yeah, I that was one of the things I did last year during our um, lockdown period. Uh, which I will definitely be referencing through this episode. So, uh, yeah, I decided to go blonde. Uh, it's quite fun. I've done it before. Um, it's no stranger. Um, people are no stranger to this when they uh, have known me in my real life. So, um, yeah, just doing it again. This time I'm going to see how long it lasts. But uh, don't hold your breath because it might be gone in a month when I decide I'm over it. So we'll see how we go. Hopefully not because uh, this has taken a lot of patience to keep it growing. So we'll see how we go from there. But um, yeah, I, I mentioned lockdown before. Um, it almost sounds like a dirty word and COVID and everything else that comes with it. So uh, as podcast listeners from the past would know, um, but more so for the, those who are fresh to the podcast, I'm based in Melbourne, Australia. So uh, uh yeah, obviously, I'm sure you could tell I'm Australian if you are not from Australia yourself. Uh, so yeah, based in Melbourne, Australia, and thankfully, Australia has got the virus, the coronavirus or um, COVID-19, uh, mostly down and out. So it's only now starting to be mostly the international cases that come back. Um, in fact, in Melbourne, we've, we're getting a few cases now uh, transmitted from overseas because they're... Um, tennis players and people associated with the Australian Open and stuff like that. So uh, thankfully it's contained. It's mostly in quarantine or those sort of situations. So I'm very thankful that we shouldn't have some kind of an outbreak or um, anything like that coming back. Fingers crossed. I mean, as much as I coped with lockdown and I quite enjoyed elements of lockdown, 
Um, I know how much a lot of people did not cope well with it. Um, a lot of people were really itching at the seams to get back out. And I obviously don't like knowing that people are really uncomfortable in that situation. So, um, and also I don't like going out and having that fear of, you know, getting sick or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful that we've got it down pat, especially when you look at the numbers coming out of the United States and uh, the United Kingdom and other parts of Europe. Uh, and obviously any, any other place that's devastated by it at the moment. Uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't want that upon anybody. So um, I'm hoping that they come to and eventually get through it all. Uh, but you never know. Um, I guess we'll just see how that goes. Lockdown is over in Victoria. Uh, so we did have the longest lockdown of Australia. Uh, we were in, I think we were gone for about 13, 14 weeks. I think we were working from home. Uh, there's still elements of people working from home in a lot of places. So, um, you know, some of my workplace is still at home. Uh, you know, a lot of my friends are still working from home full time. So um, I'm back at the office though. So I've been back since the start of the year um, and a little bit before the end of the year, um, before Christmas time. So uh, took a bit of time to get used to it. The transition was not easy. And uh, we had about two and a bit weeks off um, for the Christmas um, holiday break for work. So uh, that was, again, a struggle to come back and get used to it all again, even though it was only a couple of weeks. But yeah, so back to the swing of it. I feel like uh, it gets to a point where you wonder where the lockdown actually was uh, now that I'm well and truly engrossed back into the scheme of things. Um, what else? I've just recently joined a gym uh, or re-signed back to an old gym. Uh, so I am uh, trying to get back into the fitness because uh, let's just say 2020, I well and truly let things slip. Uh, no one to blame but myself. But uh, we are not going to uh, punish oneself about this. So uh, no, going to uh, work on that. I've just started doing body pump classes again, which um, for anyone that was friends or knew me a few years back, um, that was kind of one of my main ways of getting fitness in. I was doing body pump classes, lots of walking, lots of portion control in my eating, which is currently not happening. So uh, we are going to behave or at least try to behave for the most part. But um, perhaps this podcast will keep me in check. <laughs> um, I don't think I'll be doing any kind of food diaries, at least at, least at this stage. But um, perhaps the ongoing uh, pressure on myself of being on the camera um, as often as these podcast episodes happen, uh, maybe that will... Um, encourage me to behave a bit more so uh stay tuned and for those watching via the video of the youtube uh you can keep track as well uh so yeah so jim's been going good i mean i've only really started back this week uh i am feeling it right now um for anybody who does uh any sort of gym classes or heavy gym work um you know the feeling um especially when you've come back to it after a while uh you know that feeling thankfully i can still stand up and walk so that was definitely a vast improvement to when I first started doing gym years ago. Um, so, yay. Uh, what else has happened? A lot. I'm trying to look at the positives first. We'll go into some of the negatives and I'll finish on some positives again. Um, treat it like a, um, a, a 2020 sandwich. Uh, I had my birthday, so I celebrate my birthday in December and uh, I tend to tee it up with the New Year's Eve uh, celebrations. So, um, had a nice little birthday. I am 34 now. Um, and I'm not going to ask what people, what age people think I am, but yeah, I'm 34. And uh, yes, yeah, so that was a nice little uh, chill birthday, just some family and friends stuff. Uh, nothing too exciting. Got some really awesome presents from the family. So thank you very much. Uh, if anybody from the family happens to ever listen to this or watch this. Uh, some other exciting news. Uh, one of my favorite games, World of Warcraft. Uh, 
the expansion got released uh, in, I think it was November, uh, Shadowlands. So if anybody is a gamer and is into World of Warcraft, please let me know. I am very keen to hear uh, people that have shared interests. Uh, and perhaps uh, through the podcast, I will reinvigorate something I wanted to do back in the day, which was uh, video game streaming. Uh, I don't know whether it will be a part of the same channel or whether it will stay separate. Don't know. But uh, we'll keep trying that because I, I, I really enjoy uh, the, the streamers. I don't know if I'll get to that level, but... Um, yeah, we'll see how we go. I uh, rearranged my house. Um, not that anybody would know what my house really looked like beforehand, but I have tried to make things a little bit more comfortable. Um, you'll see behind me, I have uh, quite a large couch. So I had to try and make that all fit again because it was kind of a bit squashy beforehand. Um, and again, for those listening, you're not going to know what I'm talking about. So maybe check out YouTube at some point. Um, but yeah, that's um, that's one of the more exciting things. Uh, I'll come back to some more exciting things later because I think I need to kind of go back into some of the negative stuff just before I... I don't want to end on a somber note. Uh, so in uh, sad news for my family, uh, in about September last year, my grandfather passed away. So um, I'm not going to go into that in too much detail. But yeah, it was uh, obviously very sad. Um, not completely unexpected, but at the same time, um, not necessarily prepared for it either. Uh, so that was, yeah, quite heartbreaking. Um, and yeah, so that was in September, obviously did everything we needed to do as a family. And, uh, obviously at the, this point in time, we're just kind of still figuring things out, um, post that. Um, so, but otherwise just take, trying to take care of each other. Um, so that was obviously a big knock, um, in the 2020 sort of misfortunes of the year. Um, and I'm sure a lot of other people sadly have had to go through any kind of, um, family deaths or family or friends. Um, obviously, I mean, not obviously, but this, uh, family, um, situation, ours wasn't coronavirus related, thankfully. Um, it was, uh, some other causes, but, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was quite sad. And, uh, you know, we were starting to heal, starting to work on it. And then I got hit with some other sadness. Uh, my little cat Alfie, um, and I can't remember, I'm pretty sure I would have mentioned him in, uh, some of my earlier podcast videos, but my little boy, uh, four-year-old cat, um, Alfie passed away. Um, so yeah, that was pretty debilitating. Uh, he just got really sick, uh, all of a sudden. Um, I mean, look, it probably was showing signs earlier and I might've just missed them. I don't know. Uh, but just throughout the, um, the sort of end stages of this lockdown, I just noticed he was losing weight quite quickly. Um, so even around that September time when my grandfather passed away, I just noticed he was getting a bit lighter. Um, he was looking a little less full than he usually would. Um, and I don't think he was ever really overweight. I mean, I, I was pretty good with his diet um, through the time. And I had him since he was six months old. So no, three months old, actually. Um, so yeah, he, um, you know, he always had a pretty good diet, really healthy diet. Um, you know, he's always uh, measuring up really well at the vets and stuff like that. So um, yeah, he just started to really lose weight and I was getting really concerned because I'd start picking him up more and, oh, I'd obviously pick him up a lot. Uh, and the more I was picking him up during that lockdown time, I was just noticing things just felt a bit different. He felt a bit more scrawny. Um, and I had no idea what was going on. And around that time, I then started noticing that his food habits started to change. So he wasn't eating as often. Um, or if he was eating, he wasn't drinking as much water. So it was just kind of a back and forth with things. Um, 
But I find um, I've heard quite a lot from a lot of people that animals tend to try and hide their pain a lot, um, especially when it's something like a domesticated animal. They, they try to um, obviously be a bit brave and not show it as much. So he was obviously keeping some kind of a brave face because I wouldn't have known if it wasn't for the food and everything else. Um, and yeah, so I obviously took him to the vet, did what I could. Um, and with coronavirus and COVID restrictions and lockdown and everything else, it became a bit difficult to try and get that happening as soon as possible. But uh, thankfully, the awesome vets down the road from where I live, they uh, managed to book an appointment. They, they took him in. They did their tests and everything, did blood tests, whatever they could do. Uh, next day, got all his results back and it wasn't looking very good. Um, I was hopeful that they'd come back and say that it was something that, you know, could be treatable or could be, um, you know, a quick fix, but um, sadly not. Um, and the poor thing was quite blocked up because he wasn't eating as much or drinking enough water. He was quite blocked up. So they were trying to get me to, uh, to help him out with, you know, um, uh, something to help him relieve himself and go to the bathroom. Um, that wasn't helping. Um, if anything, it was probably causing a bit more stress, me trying to feed him. That's the, the, the sweet glucose stuff I was giving him. Um, got a call back the next day. I'm pretty sure it was, um, from the, one of the vets and they had the results and they basically just said, look, he's, um, he's quite ill. Um, the, the results are showing quite alarming signs of, uh, different things that a four-year-old cat shouldn't be showing. Uh, I can't remember the specifics cause I feel like I've just blocked them out, but, um, yeah. So they said to me that, uh, th that he can obviously go into their, their vet hospital, they can obviously do whatever they can, do extra ultrasounds because they can't really do a lot of testing at that point um, from the local vet. Uh, so they could they could put him into the vet hospital. It could cost me you know, a couple of thousand just to get him that first round of testing. Um, and then I was obviously almost prepared to go and sort that all out because um, he's only four years old. So I didn't want him to, you know, obviously go before his time if there was a, a chance of getting through that. Uh, but then in the sort of debilitating decision, what do you do? Do you keep him alive? Do you put him down? Because they said that that's obviously the next solution or the, the main solution otherwise, um, that, you know, you could euthanize him and put him to rest. Uh, so yeah, I, um, I went through the sort of machinations of what do I do? Do I do it? Do I not do it? I called a couple of really close family or friends and kind of cry speaking to them, just trying to figure out what to do. And yeah, I, I had to call with the vet back cause I was just really struggling with what to do. Um, and the, um, the kind of consensus from the vet was basically, there was probably quite a low chance he was going to make it, even if we did go through the next round of testing. So they said that it's showing signs of, it could be quite a few things. And one of the things could have been a cancer, but they said, until we do those extra tests, we won't know. But they've said just at the rapid rate of how he's um, declined in his health, um, being only four years old and knowing that he had a quite a good diet and everything, um, that it's likely showing signs that he's had kidney failure or something like that. So he's probably not going to make it. Um, and so he said to me, look, if I'm very honest with you, I know it's really hard to hear, um, but from a cost and also just a well-being perspective for the cat, um, he said, look, it's probably going to be likely that you should consider putting him down. Um, and so I obviously mulled over the decision and came to that decision because, you know, he was starting to show signs of being in pain even more than I expected. Um, he couldn't even walk properly without wincing a little bit. So it was just not ideal. Uh, so yeah, so I, I had to go through the next day, um, sort all that out. It was probably the most heartbreaking thing I've ever dealt with. Um, 
and I've obviously had family deaths and stuff like that, but this was just next level. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go into it too much. Don't really want to trigger people any more than I probably already have. But uh, yeah, so I'm obviously healing from that. Uh, the vet was amazing. They they obviously helped me and Alfie feel very comfortable um, in the process. Um, they were very good in the, the sort of aftercare um they gave me some paw print um pads uh ink prints which was really great um so i've had one of the um, paw prints converted or turned into a piece of jewelry with an engravement gonna get some more stuff done um you know had him cremated because you know he's my first main pet um so uh, i've got him in a nice container at the moment gonna find something nicer i didn't think i'd be the kind of person that would do that sort of thing but uh uh, I don't know. I think you just, when you, you don't realize the kind of bond you're going to have with your first fur baby. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, pretty crappy. And that was in, uh, that was, uh, oh, God, I can't remember when it was. So this is how bad it's all been. Uh, it was, uh, about October, early October, I'm pretty sure. Um, I've kind of blanked it out, but anyway, so my advice to anybody who's got the fur babies, um, at home, um, give them a big hug, give them a big kiss if you can. Uh, because, you know, obviously you want to spend as much precious time as you can with them. So take care of them. Um, but yeah, so that was quite upsetting. Um, I've been asked by quite a few people, do I want to get another pet? Um, and I don't think it was very insensitive or anything for them to ask. I think it's a fair enough question. Uh, I've kind of said no, not at this stage anyway. I'm pretty um, okay with the fact that I just need to heal. I just need to, um, in, t in terms of a cat or a dog or something like that, um, I just need to get back to what it's like to not have one. Um, cause you know, I had him for almost four years and, uh, yeah, I just, I kind of need to just let that, um, settle for a bit, but he, um, actually, no, it was end of October, if I remember correctly, because he had just had his birthday and it was tw uh, the 28th of October. So yeah, actually, oh, the 26th of October, sorry. So yeah, he, um, it was the week or so after he had his birthday. So yeah, it was uh, quite a sad time as you can imagine. But anyway, so, uh, I don't plan on replacing or getting another pet anytime soon in the cat or the dog variety, but I, uh, did however, get some fish. So that was quite cool. Uh, I've got two goldfish and a catfish sucker. So I've got uh, Hilda and Zelda and I've got Flotsam uh, from The Little Mermaid, the eel. So yeah, I decided to uh, to have some cute names there. So yeah, they're pretty fun, uh, pretty easy going and very easy to keep. Really, other than that, uh, work, video games. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Netflix, which I'll talk about after the break. Uh, kind of want to do some reviews of shows. Um, and I know that in my last episode, I said I wanted to do some Glee recaps. I still plan to do that. Um, I just never actually went back to finish it uh, or to go back and watch them again. Um, so I might, I don't know, maybe do a restart and just watch key episodes. I have no idea. Um, cause I'm really keen to do some, um, recaps of things like RuPaul's Drag Race, um, for anyone that's interested. Um, and, uh, just, uh, some general reviews of certain shows that I've been watching and binging and finishing all in one hit. So, um, we'll talk about that. And then after the break, also, I'll be talking about my new little endeavor. Um, I've signed up with Sensi a few months ago, um, in case people aren't aware what Sensi is. Um, they are a, um, it's kind of the best way to describe it as a scented product company, um, multi-level marketing, um, some might call it a pyramid scheme. It's got a different name, but uh, either way, it's um, it's a pretty fun initiative and it's more just for my own personal benefits. So I'll talk about that in more detail um, after the break because um, it's probably going to be something I'll feature a little bit through the podcast as well. So with that being said, uh, we'll catch you on the other side of the break. 
Welcome back. So, as I was alluding to before the quick break, um, I have definitely been watching a lot of uh, Netflix and Stan and Disney Plus and all the other providers that I've got. Um, and, uh, yeah, some of them are things that I've watched before and I've just been catching up uh, with newer seasons or watching the most recent season. A couple of them are actually fresh uh, watches for me and I was obsessed and can't get over them. Uh, so... I'll go through them bit by bit. Uh, the first one that I watched uh, the final season of was Sabri The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So that's on Netflix. Um, for those that have or haven't watched the show, it's um, uh, kind of a reboot or pr pretty much is a reboot of the... Um, uh, well, actually, no, it's not really a reboot. I, I probably shouldn't say that because it's kind of an alternative um, look at the Sabrina storyline. Uh, so, uh, in case people weren't aware, Sabrina was actually part of the Archie comics or is part of the Archie comics line of, um, characters. Um, so if people have watched Riverdale or know about the Archie comics, uh, and then Sabrina got turned into a TV show, um, the Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, which was a live action sitcom. Uh, and that was, uh, through the nineties, I think it was like late nineties, like 96, 97 or something like that. So, um, they, they did that show, had Melissa Joan Hart in it and I loved that to bits. I think I've got a copy of it all, so I really want to rewatch that. But uh, yeah, so that was a good show. It was very lighthearted, very comedic. They had um, uh, Sabrina's cat Salem was this uh, animatronic cat or a real cat, or depending on whatever they did. Um, and they had a voice actor playing Salem, um, which I think he was probably the best part of the show for most of it. Um, and yeah, so they did that, and that was years ago. And then this one's a, a take on a, a comic version of her as well, um, but it's much darker. So it's. Um, and we're at season four in the finale now, so if anybody hasn't watched it, you've got a bit to catch up on. Uh, but I think it's only like 30-something episodes or something like that, so it's actually not too hard if you um, watch it all pretty quickly. Uh, but yeah, so in this version, uh, Sabrina is a teenager again, um, and uh, she's surrounded with the magic and stuff like that, but not really into her powers or much like that. Um, and... Uh, this one takes a much darker turn in the sense of how they kind of show the witchcraft. Well, not so much the witchcraft, but just their beliefs and their stuff. And I find it really fascinating. So, um, it's more of a satanic, uh, element of witchcraft. So, um, they, you know, it's all about Lucifer and Satan and all that kind of stuff. And, um, their sort of like blessings are like praise Satan, hail Satan, rather than, you know, hail Jesus or anything like that. So, uh, religious people might find it a bit confronting if they're quite, uh, into their non-blaspheming language. Um, I know even me as a non-religious person who grew up with religion at school and stuff like that, even I was quite happily, but quite taken aback by how often they would say things like praise Satan or hail Satan. Um, so I found that quite fun and that's probably why I liked it more. Um, in the initial parts, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's very fascinating and different seasons kind of take different dark turns in different ways. So, you know, characters get murdered, there's, you know, death, there's, you know, resurrection, there's a whole bunch of random things that go on. Um, and the final season, uh, I don't really want to spoil it for people who haven't watched it. So if you haven't watched it, maybe skip ahead a little bit, but, um, there's, a there's some pretty cool HP Lovecraft style storylines connected to it. So it's not really a spoiler. Um, but if you know anything about HP Lovecraft, the, um, the Eldritch Horrors, all that sort of stuff, um, there's definitely some really cool elements of that, um, mythology in the Sabrina storyline. So, um, 
Season four, unfortunately, is the last because uh, Netflix or whoever it is that's commissioned the show has decided to end it. So um, they wrapped up the show in an interesting way. Um, I might even do like a bit of a basic season four recap um, in another episode, but um, I don't mind how it finished and I'm not going to explain how it finished here just for spoilers and everything else. But um, they've definitely done it in a way where it can continue on in comic, which is what they're planning to do. Uh, much like Angel and Buffy and some other shows like Charmed. Um, so they're going to continue it in a comic series because they got cancelled on their um, streaming service. But um, they've done it in such a way that even if it does come back to TV, they could probably still bring the story back. So, um, but yeah, so I was quite entertained by it. I watched it. Um, I had a bit of a bad habit during um, my Christmas break or my holiday break where I would get so enthused with something at a later time of the night after I finished my game uh, playing World of Warcraft or anything like that. And I would sit on the couch, I would plonk on the TV and I would watch eight or nine episodes through the night, um, get to about seven in the morning and wonder why I'm still awake. Then I'd either crash and have a sleep and then not wake up till midday or a bit later, or I would try and stay awake and then accidentally nap at like two in the afternoon and wonder why my sleep habits were pretty bad. So Sabrina was no exception to the rule. Um, in fact, I even had, um, this was not long after pretty sure it was just after new year because i recall having food and drink left over from new year's um in fact it might have even been new year's day or new year's night um and i just remember being on the couch having myself a little cheese platter at three in the morning because i started to get hungry um i had my tv led lights on um the red setting so my room was glowing red and there's witches and death and <laughs> just all this fun stuff so um yeah it was quite a, a entertaining scene um yeah, so Sabrina was fun. Um, if anybody has watched the final season or is into the show, send send me your details, send me your comments, whatever it is. Um, through YouTube, you've got the option of comments. Through um, the podcast providers, you can just contact me through any of the social media channels. Um, we'll pop them up on the screen um, on the YouTube side of things. But um, I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just Shenanigans uh, Podcast, um, all one word. Uh, Facebook, same thing, Shenanigans Podcast. Um, and it's Shenanigans, S-H-A-N-E, not S-H-E-N. Um, so Shenanigans Podcast. Um, Twitter, not that I use it much, but I've got it. So it's Shenanigans underscore A-U, because I couldn't get um, just Shenanigans on its own. Um, and the podcast name on any of the podcast providers, which I'm sure you've listened to if you're listening to this, is just called Shenanigans. So um, you can just find it on all your um, reputable uh, podcast providers but um so that was Sabrina I started watching a show that I wanted to watch a few years ago and I'm glad I finally got onto it um it's on Disney plus um and it's called Marvel's Runaways uh it's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe but not so much in a way where it actually physically connects with the other shows um so they don't really talk about the Avengers or any of those sort of characters. It's not really that kind of show. Um, but I found it fascinating. And if you haven't watched it and you do like the concept of superhero stuff or you like teen dramas or a bit of both, definitely worth a watch. Um, and as I said, it's on Disney Plus, um, the first two seasons out of three. Um, and then it's on Foxtel or Binge, I believe Binge has it. So yeah, the final season, um, number three is on the, that service. So thankfully, um, I have access to Foxtel. Thank you, James. Um, so I, um, the Runaway show is really cool because it's, uh, the showrunners are the creators of the OC. Um, so if anybody watched the OC back in the day, the teenage drama, um, Misha Barton and a few other famous faces came from that show. Um, 
so the show has got the teen drama element down pat. Uh, they do a good teen drama storyline. Uh, it's adapted from comics because it's part of the Marvel Universe. So it's adapted from comics. Um, and it's just basically a bunch of... Um, and I'm just going to give the really quick synopsis. But um, the, 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 the characters are a group of teenagers, uh, the main characters. And there's uh, six of them. And they uh, were friends when they were younger. So they're about anywhere from 14 to 18, depending on the ages. There's one 14-year-old and the rest of them are closer to senior high school age. Um, set in America, in California. Um, and they're all rich kids. So they've all got rich families and stuff like that. So again, very OC. Um, and they used to be banded together as a group when they were younger because all their parents are a part of a charity group called The Pride or Pride. Um, and, uh, not to be confused with things like gay pride or anything like that, nothing to do with that. Um, but yeah, they're a charity organization and they're all rich and they're all saving the world through things. Cause there's a mixture of, um, tech people, um, scientists, you know, uh, um, you know, engineers, all that kind of stuff. So they're all putting their minds together to save the world through charity and all that kind of stuff. So, um, they're doing all that and the kids, are used to be banded together once a month. They used to have to hang out when the families would all get together. But now they're all of a certain age. The parents kind of just let them do their own thing at home. Um, and there's a storyline in the very first couple of episodes where um, the death of one of their friends, so there were seven of them, um, the death of one of their friends kind of stopped them hanging out more after that happened. Um, and one of the, the, the characters happens to be the younger sister of the girl that died. So um, they're all rocked by it in different ways from the couple of years or few years before that. Um, but yeah, so they, they somehow the storyline has them meeting up to hang out on the uh, first episode. Um, I'm not going to go into the how or the why, but basically they get banded together, they hang out. Um, and then through an accidental discovery, they notice that their parents or what their parents are up to is not what it seems on the public eye. So um, they get, they're privy to something that's quite illegal and dangerous that their parents are involved in. And it kind of groups the kids together and makes them bond again because they've got this shared secret of what their parents are up to. And it makes them realize that they can't rely or trust in their parents. So they kind of stick together. And the show is really cool because even though it's a comic book adaptation and it's in the Marvel thing, so there's naturally going to be some superpowers and some heroics and stuff like that. It's not all about the superhero element and it's definitely not just about powers. So they're not all suddenly X-Men or, which I love the X-Men. So there's no, no issues if it was an X-Men style show, but it's not about the fact that they've got their powers. It just happens to be that some do have some kind of a supernatural or a um, powerful element to them, but it's not what the show is about mainly. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, there are some unrealistic elements of it. I mean, the fact that they're basically parents are supervillains or kind of supervillains and the kids are going against them. It's kind of unrealistic, but well very unrealistic but uh yeah so i quite found that quite enjoy um enjoyable because i'm all about anything superhero related i love a teenage drama so it kind of met both um needs when i was watching it so i binged all two seasons of that on disney plus then realized that season three wasn't on there freaked out realized that's on foxtel had access to foxtel again thank you james and uh yeah so i managed to watch the final season and uh the show from what i understand ended earlier than they wanted it to. So the storylines kind of ended on a bit of a cliffhanger, but not really. Um, so they could come back and continue if they wanted to or could. Um, but unfortunately it didn't. So um, I think it ended about a year or so ago. So a um, little bit heartbreaking considering I now know some of the extra storylines from the comics that could have happened uh, because they have been pretty faithful to a lot of the characters that should be in the, the comic. Um, so yeah, I was quite upset about that. But either way, that's fine. So that was The Runaways. 
Um, I also got onto something through um, somebody at work um, uh, mentioned it and was reading the books. And so I've kind of gotten onto it because of that. Um, I plan to read the books as well. Uh, but it's called A Discovery of Witches. And I think it's getting a bit of attention now because the second season's just come out, um, which I have now unceremoniously binged in one whole day or two. Um, so the show is very fascinating. And as you can imagine, Discovery of Witches, it's um, referring to witches. So, you know, we've got some magic and some supernatural elements. Uh, but the show is, um, if I can describe it really quickly, it is kind of like Twilight with a little less cringe. Twilight meets Outlander. So if anybody's watched Outlander, um, you know, it's a kind of a period drama um, set in different time frames. Um, and it's, you know, Scottish Highlands and, you know, America and all these other places in the, in the past. Um, so if you're into any of those shows and you wouldn't mind curiously seeing a combination of the two, it's kind of like that. Um, so the show's got uh, Teresa Palmer, um, Australian turned American actress. Uh, and it's got Matthew Good, um, and I always forget the character he played. I think it was Henry Talbot in Downton Abbey, so um, I'm quite a fan of his. I thought he was um, quite a looker in Downton, and no exception in this show. And the show is cool because it's uh, a modern show, it's set in modern times, and then there's some discussion about p past times and stuff, which I'm not going to go into how, when, and why. Um, but there is definitely a historical past element to it as well. So if you like stories that are rooted in factual history, um, you might find this quite fascinating as well. Um, cause I believe that the writer of the books, um, and I always forget the name, um, and it's not coming to me at the moment and I can't be bothered searching it, but either way, I'll put some notes in the thing. Um, the writer of the books, um, uh, something Harkness. Yeah. I always remember the surname, something Harkness. Um, she apparently has based the main character off herself a little bit based on her history of, you know, studies and stuff. Um, and the character has a, a keen interest in alchemy and history. So I believe that the writer actually has the credentials or most of the credentials that she's written for her character as well. So, um, that means she can kind of write it with a bit more accuracy as to real human, um, you know, history. Uh, but yeah, so she's a, she's an alchemy, uh, she's into alchemy. She's a... Um, I can't remember if she's an actual professor or if she's just doing like a, a visiting sort of, uh, teaching sort of thing at Oxford university. So she's in Oxford. Um, so it's set in London or in the UK. Um, and, uh, through some events, you find out that she's a witch, um, and she's, you know, family of witches, but she doesn't have access to her powers or she's cut them out or whatever it was. Um, and through some basic events that happen in the first couple of episodes or the first episode, she kind of becomes a target of the underworld characters or not underworld. Cause that's not the term they use, but, um, she becomes like a, a target of sorts to each of the supernatural factions of the world. So, um, they call them creatures. That's just the term they use for anything supernatural. Um, and the show is, uh, surrounded with witches, vampires, and demons, um, but demons or they spell like demons, but demons are, they're not like, you know, um, you know, horns and tails and everything. They, they present in human form, just like the, the vampires and the witches do. Um, but the demons have like these other sort of abilities. So they're usually, um, skilled in creative, um, endeavors. They've got a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of, um, passion. Um, but they also tend to go mental and crazy um, prematurely in their lives and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, that's the demons. The vampires are obviously most of the standard mythology. Um, they do cull some of the myths in the storyline. Like you actually get to hear them talking about it. 
um, and which is a pretty stock standard. They cast spells or whatever it might be. So, um, and it's got, you know, a lot of um, elements of sort of the Wiccan witches and stuff like that. But yeah, so it was really good, good um, first season. I really got into it. Um, so season one and two are both on Foxtel um, or Binge. Um, you can get it from either. And uh, yeah, I, I just before the second season came, I think it was like a day or two before season two came out, I binged the first season got through that and then by the time season two had been released i then watched all 10 episodes of that in one hit so um no rest for the wicked let's just say uh but yeah i quite enjoyed that it was uh, it's enough of the magic without it being too um effects based um i find when they go a bit too crazy with powers in every second of the show um it can get a bit much which coming from me is quite a bold statement but uh yeah i feel like they managed the drama the the historical the discussions, the mythology, and then the powers all kind of um, in an even balance. So it doesn't feel like it's too much of one or the other. Um, the Twilight vibes, you'll get you'll get what I mean by that if you are into Twilight or ever watched or read Twilight. Um, you'll get what I mean pretty quickly in the first few episodes um, about the Twilight style. Um, but not cringe. I don't think it's as cringe as Twilight is. As much as I still love it, um, I can appreciate how cringe some elements of Twilight are, or quite a lot of it. Um, but I'm still a, a hopeless romantic of the Twilight movie. Um, but yeah, so, um, or Twilight movies, I should say. So that was pretty much what I was getting up to with the TV. I finished The Crown up to date, so um, I quite enjoyed that as well. Um, I think Olivia Coleman um, definitely deserves all kinds of awards for her portrayal of the Queen. And Gillian Anderson, uh, in turn, for her portrayal of Margaret Thatcher. Um, I'll admit, I didn't know much about... I mean, I knew of her, and I knew she was the Prime Minister when she was, as I was growing up and stuff. But, um, like, as in, I knew of her of um, her as a person. Um but I definitely didn't know enough about her. So in watching this show, it's made me go back and look at historical footage or historical information. And I feel like Gillian Anderson just knocked it out of the park. So um, I'm definitely keen to uh, to uh, see what kind of accolades they get or hopefully they get some accolades for the show. Um, and it was interesting to see the Diana storyline as well, Diana and Charles. Um, heartbreaking, but um, yeah, very interesting all the same. So... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they do the next season, seasons five and six. Um, I believe they're only doing two more, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see that. So yeah, that was TV. Um, and after the next break, I will talk about Sensi and uh, kind of the endeavors that I've taken in getting um, getting a little side business up, up and running. So uh, yeah, see you on the flip side. And welcome back. And we are now at the final segment of this episode. Um, I don't know if this is the format I'll necessarily take every single time, but I think um, just kind of splitting up the content a little bit might be um, might be a good way to continue as I was doing beforehand. I guess it just depends if the whole episode is devoted to the one topic or not. But anyway, we'll figure that out. This is always going to be a work in progress. Um, the more feedback and comments we get from you, uh, and I say we, but I mean me, um, the more feedback and comments I get from you as my listener um, or my viewer, if you're watching from YouTube, uh, the more that this can kind of build and grow and get better. So please let me know how you think, what you're thinking about it, what your um, suggestions are, um, if you've got topic ideas, if you would like to get involved somehow, if you've got something really interesting you want to share and you might want to be a part of the podcast in some way, um, we can definitely figure something out. So feel free, as I've mentioned beforehand, get in touch via YouTube, uh, via any of the social media platforms, or if you know me in real life, let me know, send me a quick text, send me an email, chat to me in person, whatever works. Um, I'd really like to see um, 
see some kind of community build from this. So, and I've said that many times in the past episodes, so I'm not going to drill into that too much. So finally, uh, I want to talk about Sensi. And uh, for those in my direct life at the moment, you've probably heard a lot about it. And some of you are probably really excited about it. Some of you are probably a bit sick of hearing about it. I'm not going to apologize for that. Um, I'm quite excited about it. I'm kind of, uh, I'm not intending it to be anything too big. This is really just for my own personal benefit. Uh, but basically, Sensi, as I mentioned, is a um, scented product company. Um, I don't know the best way to describe it, but basically, they're all about um, really good products um, that involve scents. Um, so whether it's wax bars, room sprays, you know, um, diffusers, like a whole bunch of different things. And I'll kind of, um, as I'm editing this video, I will kind of plonk up on the screen some of the products and things that can kind of happen through Sensi. Um, so it is a multi-level marketing, um, business. Um, I like to be transparent about that because I find, um, transparency is always good with this sort of stuff. Um, so, I mean, it does get a, uh, any business like this gets a bit of a bad rap being called a pyramid scheme, pyramid business, whatever it is. And I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I, I, I know all the things and I probably said them myself. Um, but at the end of the day, it really depends on the person who's doing the business and what their intentions are. So I kind of just leave it at that. Um, but I kind of got into it through my friend, Catherine, um, who I've known for quite a few years and um, through an interesting association, but I'm not going to go into that. Uh, but yeah, so I got into it through her. Um, I've known her for quite a many years, um, over 10 years now I've known, of, uh, known her. Um, and through the years, um, there've been a little pockets of time where Catherine might've said, Hey, I've got this, um, I've got this cool business, um, operation that I'm doing. Do you want to be part of it? Um, cause the way Sensi, like any multi-level marketing thing works is, um, you're encouraged to obviously, um, bring people into your business and have them as part of your team. Um, which obviously makes a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> sense. Um, so, uh, yeah, Catherine was kind of saying, Hey, do you want to be a part of it? You know, I think you'd be really good for it. Um, you know, especially because being a man, um, it's not, there's not a lot of men in the business. Um, you know, it'd be kind of a really good opportunity if you want to kind of branch out. Um, and I obviously politely usually would say, Oh no, not interested, or it's not something that I'm really looking to do right now. And obviously Catherine was very, very, um, appreciative of that and was like, Nope, that's absolutely fine. You let me know if there's anything that comes up. And so I got um, lured into it <laughs> um, last year in an awesome way. So um, my good friend, best friend Amanda, um, uh, happens to sometimes buy things from the company through Catherine. And uh, she had noticed that there is there was a Disney Villains promotion coming up um, in the Sensi product line. And most people that know me in real life would know that Maleficent happens to be my favorite character of pretty much all time. Um, there's a small bunch of them. So it's Maleficent, uh, from Sleeping Beauty, Scarlet Witch from the X-Men, um, Avengers Marvel Universe. So Scarlet Witch, um, uh, Jean Grey Phoenix, uh, is probably another close one for the X-Men, but not as much as, um, Scarlet Witch, um, Eva Lynn from He-Man. Um, so yeah, obsessed with her. She's just the, the perfect diva, um, and a witch. And I tend to like witch characters. Um, the Wicked Witch of the West or Alphaba from the uh, the Wicked, uh, Wizard of Oz or the Wicked storyline. So either of the two. Um, there's a whole bunch. Like I've got plenty of witch-like characters that I'm obsessed with. And um, 
And also my favorite uh, Sailor Moon character is Sailor Saturn. Um, she happens to be my um, my Sailor Scout for the fact that she's um, Capricorn Saturn. So that's my um, my um, setup. So yeah, Sailor Saturn's my favorite and I'm in love with her evil character, Mistress Nine. So if you've ever watched Sailor Moon or read the comics, the manga or anything like that, uh, Mistress Nine is her evil counterpart that she gets... Um, converted into or possessed by or whatever it might be um and so she's also one of my favorite characters so um yeah uh so back to the maleficent thing so there was a disney villains promotion and they were going to be releasing uh, at some point later in the year a um a, a villainous uh cauldron so it was a shape of a cauldron it's a it was a wax warmer um green and purple which two of my favorite colors green being my most favorite and uh, it would have had Maleficent, the evil queen from Sleeping Beauty, uh, from um, Slo- uh, Snow White, and Ursula from The Little Mermaid. So I was obviously, you know, frothing at the mouth at this prospect. So Amanda had tagged me and said, hey, Shane, you might like this. Um, keep an eye. Um, and so, yeah, I was dead keen. And um, so I messaged Catherine about it and I was just kind of asking questions about it. And then um, I noticed that separately to that whole thing, she'd mentioned that there was an opportunity for a, um, like a, ho- a startup kit because you can get startup kits for your new consultants or people that you get to join Sensi and that sort of stuff. So it's really cool. Um, and so, yeah, so she was saying that there's some um, discounted consultant kits if anybody's interested or wants to get involved. So I took that because I was really keen on the, 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 the villains thing. And I thought, you know what, even if I just jump onto this and I don't, necessarily sell to other people if i just buy my own products within the whatever limits there are um uh, i'll be more than happy to to jump on and give it a go so um because it's the kind of operation where you can jump out anytime you want if you don't want to do it anymore um especially as a sort of base level consultant or a salesperson like you don't have to stay on it if you don't want to it's your call um which i quite like because i wouldn't like to feel trapped in it so um Obviously, not going to go into the particulars of how it all works because that's more for people that actually want to be a part of it. But um, yeah, so anyway, so I signed up, all that fun stuff, um, and then the the Maleficent, uh, the, the villains warmer thing got delayed a little bit. But I'm in possession of mine, so I will um, post photos up on the screen. Um, hopefully, when I do the editing, because I haven't done that yet. Um, but yeah, so um, got onto it. I bought quite a lot of my own product because you know I bought some of the. Um, the, the scents that I liked from the sample kits and stuff like that. Um, and that's it. That's all I'm really base level wanting to do. Just buy my own products. I'm always melting the waxes now. Um, always got some kind of smell going off in my house or my, um, you know, car even at the moment with um, the fans and stuff. Um, so yeah, so that was just really what it was for. But now I've just basically, I've created the social media stuff. So it's called um, Sense and Shenanigans. Um, I'll post some details on through the um, the socials here as well. Um, it's a bit of cross promotion. But um, yeah, Sense and Shenanigans is my um, business name. Um, and I'm an independent Sensi consultant is the official term. Um, and yeah, so it's really fun. I, I quite enjoy it. I love looking at the new products that are coming in. Um, and I'll obviously... Um, probably link some of the things as I go along on here as well. I don't intend this to be a podcast just about Sensi, so I'll give that disclaimer right now. That's just going to be a small part of it, but I figure it's part of my life. Um, I would like to talk about it and you never know. Uh, people might be interested to hear more about certain scents. I might even do some product reviews as I go along. Um, you know, it could be a good way to mingle the two um, elements, both uh, podcast and uh, my social media for the, um, for the Sensi stuff. 
yeah, so that's been pretty fun. Um, you know, it's a nice little way to make a little bit of cash as well. I haven't made a lot. I'm not saying I'm rich or anything, but um, it's nice to know that I get cash back even for my own purchases. So um, that's been really fun because as I was saying to a friend of mine, um, you know, I love Kmart homewares and stuff like that, but you're not seeing me getting cash back from that. So the fact that I can buy nice warmers and, you know, wax bars and all that kind of stuff, and I'm still getting money back um, at a p particular percentage is pretty nice. So yeah, I love it. Um, I wouldn't be talking about or spruiking anything of it if I didn't trust in it. So um, I did have to go through a rigorous testing process of making sure I liked what I was actually going to be selling. Um, and yeah, so if, and <laughs> don't intend this to be a sales pitch normally, but if you would like more information, if you're based in Australia, because I'm only at this point permitted to sell within Australia, um, if you're based in Australia and you would like to know more about the products or if you've heard of Sensi but you'd just like to buy and you don't have someone to buy through, feel free to let me know. Again, in the comments, send me some details. I can get in touch with you, go through the socials, or you can check out my... Um, my shopping page through um, Sense and Shenanigans, which is on the social media stuff. Um, uh, and my store is just um, shenanigans.sensi.com.au. Um, again, shenanigans in the same spelling. Uh, so yeah, I'm not gonna go into too much more about that because I don't really want this to be all about a sales pitch. But otherwise, that was pretty much all I wanted to talk about in this um, episode. Uh, I'm probably gonna be going for an hour by, once I do all the editing and all the sort of interim stuff. Uh, but at this point, um, I look to hopefully do one of these once a week, um, if not more. I don't want to get myself too excited because knowing me, what happened last time, I got really gung-ho, thought I was going to be doing this every week, and then life happens. So um, I'll intend to try and do a Friday night, Saturday night kind of recording, edit by the weekend, and then upload um, at that point. But we'll see. If this, uh, if this takes off a little bit more than I was getting last time, then maybe it'll encourage me to do it even more. Uh, and hopefully by then I'll get way more comfortable talking at the camera like this. Uh, you'd be surprised in my um, line of work that I do at the moment it involves a lot of video calls. And even now I'm still finding myself constantly awkwardly looking back at the computer. So, um, and again, the magic of uh, video is probably lost on those that are listening to me. So um, I'm going to try and uh, not make it too video focused when I talk about the, um, the episodes, but uh, I guess this is just exciting in a new medium. So uh, yeah, keep in touch. Uh, let me know what you're thinking. As I've said, please get in touch with all the socials. I'll have it up on the screen as I'm talking about it right now. Um, for those that are watching on YouTube. Um, but otherwise in the podcast, I will have um, the details in the, um, the blurbs. So um, otherwise, uh, peace out and uh, look forward to being involved with the podcast next time I talk to you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Shenanigans Podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated. For more information or to get in touch, please use any of the social media handles attached to this podcast. This is Shane signing out.